So I mean, just like rewatching these these uh, music videos that they've got out that uh, were on Suffer and the Witness, which I th- I do think is it sparks something it like nostalgia in the sense of the word itself, dude. It sparks sitting on the couch at at fourteen, fifteen years old watching VH1 in the morning before school and thinking that like, what am I gonna do to change the world today? Like, what power do Seriously. I have Seriously. to fucking make a difference right now? Dude, it, the, that was I, I, dude. Uh, fucking uh, Prayer of the Refugee Man. I remember sitting in my living room and watching this on MTV before. I, I remember I was eating Honey Nut Cheerios. Like this is this is a a very vivid memory of mine. It's uh, it's kind of my personal 9-11 if you will yeah no no uh, but uh but no I, I i remember exactly what i was doing when i saw it and i was like holy shit are these honey nut cheerios made by chinese sweatshop workers? yeah where do these come from yeah yeah it was that was that's that they they put that in like it's like oh yeah the sneakers you're wearing Someone doesn't is freezing at night because they don't have blankets to warm themselves and they're sleeping on a on a fucking straw mat because uh you want you want these these privileges. You want them Jordans. And they're not even allowed to wear the fucking shoes that they make hundreds of a day. Yeah. They're just yeah, barefoot to their fucking job. It's it was eye-opening cuz like we talked about before the internet wasn't a thing where it was in your face all the time. You didn't have social media where you had these ad companies just shoving marketing and yeah. shit and opinions down your face. You woke up in the morning and you were like, I'm just going to catch some early morning tunes before the bus. And you had a message put in front of you. you <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was like, I can even tell you the two videos following it uh, or the before and after. It exactly. Was, uh, it was Fallout Boy. Um fucking from under the fucking whatever from under tree. the cork tree yeah, yeah whatever the, yeah. that that sugar song. we're going down sugar we're going yeah. down the and kid then, with uh, the fucking antlers and yeah the deer yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it played right before that and then you yeah. had some my chemical and romance you had after ghost it. of me by my chemical romance yes. yeah yeah and, but and, and that rise against and, though. it fucked me up man it, yeah. it and, and, and it's uh so with their music the main thing that i want to kind of really deep dive in is it's different from so they were the mid 2000s raising in rage against the machine right like, uh, so they were 90s but they also they also they had an they they sang out of empathy and not just anger right there was there's anger backing it because of what was happening um at the time but then you've also got you've got this this sense of hope that you know we can do better right they right. believed in us well that was the like, like they believed that we could that it, we could get better and fix what's happening and not just burn it all down it was the silver lining between um fuck the system and fuck everything authoritative but le- how about what could we do if we all stood together what if we all really drove for the same point and what if we all had hope and it was it was that it wasn't just uh, anger without a purpose it was passionate it was something that you you knew that you needed to talk about not because you were angry and you needed to oppose somebody but because you needed to convince them to see the same side as you so that you can work for one goal yeah yeah it wasn't it was it was, a, it was in a like a like a like i've been saying it's not a this this when this was written 
America was probably at the most united that we've ever that we're ever going to see in our life. Like uh, everyone was just pissed at 9/11 and the Middle East was the enemy and as long as we could focus on that and put all of our hatred and anger into our foreign war that we are still in 20 fucking years right. later. Um that that no one no one was trying to speak out for what we the atrocities that we were committing everyone across, saw across the pond everyone saw them as the enemy nobody saw them as humans no they like didn't. That yeah we exactly all had exactly. the same they had them the same mentality as we did exactly. like we're trying to live for our people and for ourselves but like in the same sense we're all the same species and we're just fighting each other and trying to fucking put each other we're trying to extinct each other i mean as I mean, one species i mean no one no one thinks you know back then everyone would uh Think of the Middle East as actual terrorists with uh, everyone, everyone right. that was there was a terrorist and they've got bombs strapped to on a vest and they're ready to do anything at any point in time. No one thought about the kids that were involved, any of the, you know, oppressed, you know, uh, s- women that were with the Syrian revolution and everything like in the seventies, like, I mean, dude, there, there's, there's so much additional to that. It was just these fine points and that's what they're singing about. But also, also with all of their songs, they recognize that, Hey, there is hope for us. It's not, we aren't, we aren't, we aren't completely lost yet. And the only way that we're going to, that we're going to improve is if we recognize this and fix it. Well, that's what what I was talking about, and uh, you know, you you will catch up with that Lost Generations documentary. Um, you can catch on YouTube where Tim McElrath's family was telling, like he was the kid that was reading books and and like extensive books, and they had to tell him, like, put the book down and go outside, go play, go be normal, stop reading, yes, yeah, st- stop educating yourself. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And uh, and he he wasn't it wasn't just like we said one side of anger. This kid was extremely well versed in both sides and well versed in humanity and humility. And that's all that he wanted you to see. Like I said, it was that guy at the show that's not trying to oppose you or, or be better than you. He's trying to get you to understand the same side as him. He saw with a purpose. He saw the injustice in the world and he chose to try and make it better through his lyrics and his music and i think that that's what i think that that's what still gave me the sense of uh moral standards that political moral standards that i have today where which i told you before i don't definitely i didn't listen i was the only kid that really listened to rise against people had heard all the hits like uh savior and swing life away and prayer of the refugee but nobody was listening to them and for you to come at me with hey let's do rise against for the disco g's um let's deep dive into that it it sparked something in me and going back and listening to the discography from start to finish (laughs) it uh okay okay it um it really did i'm a fourth grader yeah same it really did uh it brought back that sense of that same passion i felt as a teenager and i think that that's something that doesn't go away no matter how old you get um, because I didn't, I wasn't raised in the early '90s. I was born in the '90s, but I wasn't raised in the early '90s of that. Uh, fuck the establishment. Fuck the government. We were raised in the time of like, what if we were all one body? What if we all stood together? What if there was a reality where it wasn't so bleak and one person was the dominant leader? What if we were all equal as 
an entire race, not just as one country, and the the damage that you were doing to the consumerism of having like I need. And I grew up poor too, you know. Um, I'm not, I'm not by any means saying that you grew up any more benefited than I, but I think that there was a a bit of a gap in the sense that I definitely grew up like. Oh, I, I, grew, I grew up in a single wide trailer, brother. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, with like multiple siblings and a single mother. And like, I did not buy into consumerism until now. I've gotten older and I forgot what it was like to, because I have, I have the means to take care of myself. And I forgot what it was like to like, not, not want or need, but just have what you need to exist. And that that you walk on the backs of other people whenever we just you're buy saying, into this mass consumerism. You're that saying does. you're saying my life must suck because I'm poor, but I mean you're not making fucking Nikes and in, in Guam for twelve cents a know? fucking hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so so yeah, I feel you on that. That's that's I think that's why it fucked me up is because uh, when I saw that I was like, you know what, life ain't so bad. It could be it could be so much worse it could, could be worse you know you know, there's always like the kids in africa kids are starving in africa you know my grandma would always say that when reading and uh that when i saw those images like yeah like of actually how the how well, how fuck, it works to get to us there are kids fucked. starving here you know the whole the whole moniker like there are starving children in africa that's what our parents used to say but there are kids starving in your own fucking school district that if they don't go to school that week because of a snow week or something, they don't eat, dude. And it's 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 still happening today. Um, who are who are the next rise against? You know, there's nobody that I've felt in my heart that's been a follow up to them in an activist sense. You know, since <laughs> Don came up with two new songs and they chose the Armenian genocide that happened like a hundred years ago, and it's like, really, you haven't come out with, with fucking music since like 2009, <laughs> 2009. and and you, and you can't. You, you didn't write a single fucking song about Trump, like I yeah. mean, come on. So I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get into their more recent stuff on the follow up episode. But this this is a this time period that that this music was written in. It's it was necessary, and I really hope that you know. I guess the, I guess we're fucking fanboys, but yeah. I re- I really I I would I implore people to listen to this well for this first half we'll go ahead and let everybody know if you're gonna listen to the discography and you're gonna do your deep dive and follow along um go ahead and start with we know it's not in perfect order but we're gonna do it a little bit different start with um with siren song of the counter siren song of the counterculture then to the sufferer and the witness then, then uh, to appeal to reason, then to end game, and to end game, S- go through. And we're gonna call that like the the middle part of our sandwich. We're gonna start with the meat. There's just and so much to talk about that that we like. Like I was telling you earlier, these are albums that I know back to front, and uh, I can I can play them in my head. Yeah, like huh. from from track one to track ten or twelve. Uh, depending on the album, it's there, and it's such good music. What we're gonna do is we're gonna have we're gonna have a uh, the first two albums, um, the unravel or the unraveling, and 
what was the other one? The Unraveling and Revolutions Per Minute. Mm-hmm. We're going to have those. Those are the two preemptive albums. And then the most the most recent, latest albums are The Black Market and Wolves, which are both commercially fantastic albums. And But we're going to talk about these are, those, are, those are just albums that both of us really need some time with to, yeah. to do them justice because this but is, clearly those middle four are the ones 15 we... minute promo <laughs> is uh we yeah. we really care about these guys yeah. so, uh, those are the 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 two before uh siren song of the counterculture is stuff that i just uh i didn't i didn't those are song. Those are albums that I cannot um, play in my head like it can these other four albums. I feel like even Rise Against Themselves would really take precedence and notice in the fact that those four albums were the bulk of their damn, so their good. career. And as far as like their activist work and the notes they were trying to get out, there was so so many accountable singles off of that album and so much work that they did in between those those four albums that really made a difference. So we're gonna start with that. And that's going to be part one. And there will be a two-parter, uh, a second part that does follow up with the previous and the prior albums. But we're going to start with that middle case right there. So this is our pitch. And if you feel like following along, then just follow um, Underground Sounds Pot. No, wait. Ooh. 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 Scratch that. Disco uh, the Disco G's. Look, man, you got a bunch of fucking plates in the air. One of them's about to fall eventually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but if you're listening My to this. My boy's been juggling pods. Yeah. You should also follow Underground Sounds Podcast, Baseball Banner Podcast, Cussing Mommy's Podcast, <laughs> and the Disco G's Podcast, all under the Vapor Valley Noise Cult umbrella. And uh, we're going to go with hashtag Be Heard. All right, 2021. The reason that we're coming out with this is so. um. Uh, we're gonna start a GoFundMe so I can get McAlrath uh, tramp stamped on uh, just above my butt crack. All right. Well, I don't mean to cut off all the uh, charity event, but I'll just pay for that right now. <laughs> we can go tomorrow. I really love Rise Against. Yeah. I'll give it up. <laughs> and that's it. This production is brought to you by Vapor Valley Noise Cult.